The Holy Gospel of Luke, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not let his house be broken into. You also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am by nature and by choice, a procrastinator. It does not take me long to get ready for things. It just takes me a long time to start to get ready for things. I've been this way my whole life. For the past 25 years, I've been a pain to my wife because of it. I'm pretty sure we have had conversations like, are you ready to leave for church? Yep, I just have to take a shower. It may also be possible that I have passed this trait along, um, although I really like improvisational jazz mixed with a gospel hymn. That's beautiful. Um, I am trying to do better uh, because this has caused a lot of anxiety in my life, uh, sleeplessness uh, and unnecessary panic often. So when Pastor Leah and Pastor Ben asked me last February if I would be interested in, and, and available to preach in August, I was pleased to have so much time to work on it and prepare a message. I thought, I'm going to have a 30-minute speech, a 30-minute sermon. I'm going to have slides on the PowerPoint. That didn't happen. As I was working on my sermon last night, I was wondering, where did the time go? You're welcome. I looked back and I was wondering what happened. Well, life happened. I started a new job. My children graduated, one from high school, one from college. Oh, and on the same day. We planned a graduation party, took a long week vacation to northern Wisconsin, a long weekend to Nashville, soccer games, trips to the airport. Sound familiar? Life is what happens between the trees, and we sometimes neglect the things we shouldn't when we get so busy. And I also assume that uh, we're all a little bit tired of our power going out as well. But some other things have happened this year. As a nation, we've become more divided and more violent. The cover of Time magazine this week is dedicated to the 253 cities that have experienced mass shootings this year. As a nation, we've divided families at our southern border and forced them to live in a manner that there are legal arguments right now being made to determine if personal hygiene products are necessary 
under the law. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus instructs his followers to be ready for his return, to be dressed for action with your lamps lit, that he will come when you do not expect him. Are we ready or have we procrastinated? Have we gotten so busy with ourselves that we have forsaken the lives of others? When Jesus returns, will he say, come, children, the kingdom is yours? Or will he look around and say, you had one job? And we'll look at him like toddlers that you see on YouTube videos, the ones where the mom catches them in the pantry and they're covered with flour. The Gospel of Luke, we've been hearing messages and parables of Jesus' thoughts on the treatment of the poor as well as the potential that evil has when it comes to wealth and privilege. This gospel puts an emphasis on social justice. What it does not lift up is the greatness of impassable borders and boundaries either on maps or in our hearts. Yet it seems that these are the things we do preparing for an invasion that has not and will not happen, not in our nation's borders, nor in our hearts and minds, when we are called to serve others. The Gospel of Luke spends a lot of time sharing the story of the final trip Jesus takes to Jerusalem in the travel narrative. Imagine this band of disciples being viewed as an invasion. Last week, Pastor Ben talked about stuff, right? We get stuff, we store stuff, we move stuff. Reality is that this stuff consumes our time. Yet, it has little value. Nothing has greater value than time. And there's no greater gift you can give than your time. So if you knew Jesus were coming this Wednesday at 1 a.m., would you be ready? What would we do? Maybe we'd look back on what we'd done determine what we need to do to be ready. We would forget the things in our garages, and we gather our families and communities and look no further than the promise made on the cross. The promise we celebrate and renew weekly at the font and at the table, remembering that we have been washed in the waters of baptism and joined as a community in Christ. And at the table we share in remembrance in the body of Christ that these are the things that define us as a community. Not walls and boundaries, because these have been broken and washed away long ago. Pastor Eric Christensen at the Lutheran School of Theology in Chicago stated recently in an interview that, quote, the church has an immigration policy and it's called baptism. In a world deeply divided over national identity, baptism says everyone is welcome. It preserves the integrity of our identities and unites us. And on communion, he continues, there is enough for all. There is a manufactured scarcity in which we work and overwork. If baptism is our immigration policy, communion is our economic policy. As a church, we focus on not being served, but serving. Lifting the cross means we flip conventions on their heads. Those of us of privilege are called to, do, to be the good news to others, the least of us. We are to extend an invitation to all, join the body of Christ, to join us together as equals in the body of Christ. 
We have been preaching this message for many years, and we are descendants of people who were foreigners seeking a better place. We seek that city, and by faith we know the promise is being kept because we are ready. And through the cross, God has put that together in each of us. Do not procrastinate. Be ready. The caravan of believers will be known by our love and compassion. So cinch up your belts and light your lamps. We are called to be a light for others, to know justice and peace. We will have that city here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.